All right, everyone. Episode 20 of Ain't That Some Shit with Emma. It is the 4th of August, year of our Lord, 2023. What's up? How's it going? So I got some feedback that my last few episodes have a whole bunch of information and things are going nuts and people aren't able to follow. I get it. So we're going to do a nice, gentle dive into the whole Hunter Biden situation because it's current it's topical in the news people are trying to distract from it and call it bullshit this nonsense has been going on since 20 look at look at my notes 2013 probably before then but this is as far as i was able to find things all right so we know for a fact that joe biden knew about his son's business dealings despite everything the White House is saying, despite everything that he's saying that, no, his son is a great upstanding citizen and he, does, he doesn't know anything. Okay, so let's travel back to November 1st, 2013. Hunter Biden and some of his friends created China BHR, B as in boy, HR, a Chinese investment firm. In December of 2013, then Vice President Biden, he was Vice President to Barack Obama, traveled with his son on Air Force Two to China and met the CEO of the company, Jonathan Lee. Shortly thereafter, Lee's business license was approved and Hunter Biden was magically a board member. Becoming a board member of a large company even a company that's starting up but has a lot of funds backing it isn't an easy thing, or at least one would assume it wouldn't be, right? You need to have some kind of <clears throat> qualifications, let's say, other than your daddy is the vice president. So the way it works when it comes to foreign corruption is that foreign states believe that they can access high-ranking American officials and that they're gonna get special deals or special treatments through who they have in their board or who they have access to and then their connections. It's all about networking in big business. Small business too, because that's how you get customers and all that, but big business is who you know, who can you call up on the phone and prove that they will answer, right? Okay, so November 2013, Hunter Biden starts a fund with the Chinese government. One month later, Joe is squiring Hunter there. He's shipping him over on Air Force Two to have a meeting with the CEO of this brand new fund. It's kind of a big deal. The vice president taking, I mean, why would the vice president even be involved? Hmm. All right. Now, next, the following year, May 2014. The Ukrainian company Burisma appointed Hunter to be on the board, their board of directors. So now he's on two boards. Huh. And they paid him roughly 83000 a month for nothing. There has been no conclusive evidence as to what he's contributed to Burisma other than his last name. In April 2014, one month before... <laughs> Sorry, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer. Devin Archer will discuss later because he gave a closed-door testimony about all this. And John Kerry's son-in-law, this, um, I want to say Iranian doctor, neurosurgeon. Let me get his name. I just had it. 
John Kerry's son-in-law, John Kerry's daughter, Vanessa Kerry, also a doctor, married neurosurgeon Dr. Brian Vala Nahed, who specializes in brain tumors and spinal disorders. Okay. I don't know much about this guy, but he's not really important. But anyways, April 2014, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and Brian founded a company called Rosemont Seneca. The same day they did that, then Vice President Biden traveled to Ukraine and gave an anti-corruption speech about Ukraine. So he was running foreign policy in Ukraine. That was his job. I, I'm surprised that, you know, Obama didn't say like, hey, that's not okay. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe this was all under the, the Biden umbrella of need to know information. At the same time, the Singaporean company that was originally connected with a Kazakhstani businessman sent $132,300 to Rosemont Seneca. The day after that, Rose, the Rosemont Seneca entity wired 142300 so 100000 more, to a car dealership to buy a new sports car for Hunter Biden. All right, so just to rewind, April 2014, Hunter Biden, Devin, and Brian made Rosemont Seneca. At the same time, a company in Singapore that's connected with them bought Hunter Biden a new car. Yeah, okay, how did that corruption speech do? <laughs> Sorry, I gotta put some jokes in there because it's like, the fuck? All right, now in September 2014, China BHR, remember that company that, uh, go back to my notes, that Hunter Biden and some of his friends made in 2013? Well, a year later, September 2014, China BHR invested $1.7 billion in a Chinese Communist Government Party-linked petroleum and chemical company. In December 2014, Hunter Biden invested almost 500000 into BHR. It's money swimming around. Same month, a Kazakhstani oil company and Burisma joined with the Chinese company to announce a transnational financial agreement. This is money laundering in a global scale. It's taking funds from one company to go to another one, and then the companies are all merged together. In, the, in this transnational financial agreement. Very nice. <clears throat> so all three, the Kazakhstan oil company, Burisma, and Chinese government working together. Wonderful. Now we move forward to 2015, where things start getting pretty interesting. March 20, 2015. Hunter Biden organized a business dinner at Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C., pretty upscale. You know, you, you need to be well-dressed to get in. Like, it's not Jimmy John's, right? Where he had his father stop by to the dinner to meet a high-level Burisma official, Vadim Pozharsky. P-O-Z-H-A-R-S-K-Y-I. Hunter is now connecting his dad with folks over at Burisma. Hmm. Hmm. At the same time, the head of Burisma allegedly told a confidential human source as reported in a document Senator, Senator Charles Grassley released earlier in the week, 
Senator Grassley has been releasing information. He filed a Freedom of Information Act that the FBI didn't want to release. So he's, he's an important guy. <clears throat> so the confidential human source told the FBI it costs $5 million to pay one Biden and $5 million to pay another Biden. Which two Bidens do you think he was referring to? The head of Burisma was reportedly asked by the FBI whether Hunter Biden or Joe Biden told him he should retain Hunter Biden. And the answer was they both did. They both pushed for Hunter Biden to be retained as a board member of Burisma and take this money. Why? Because of the connection. It's funny, they do all this and there was no guarantee at the time that Joe Biden would be president, right? I, I didn't see anything that would have hinted at that. Even Barack Obama at the time was joking how if you want something messed up, just leave it to Biden along those lines. It seems so fishy. And I'm not trying to guide you in any way. So this is just my personal opinion. With all this going on since 2013, China BHR and then Rosemont Seneca and Burisma and the Kazakhstani oil, big players on the global field, on the global scale. All right. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the Bidens were allegedly being paid by Burisma. Joe Biden was demanding that Ukrainian president fire, that the Ukraine, ah, demanding that the Ukrainian president fire Viktor Shokin, the man investigating Burisma. That's corrupt as fuck. So, Vice President Joe wanted the guy who was investigating his son's company removed. Hmm. The international community had complained about Shokin. That's true. But that doesn't matter because there could have been a conflict of interest as to why Joe wanted him out. Right? I, I'm not sure exactly how much of the international complaints actually held water. I mean, two, three, two things could be true. Viktor Shokin could have been corrupt, and a lot of people internationally could have wanted him to go. Or Joe Biden could have seen this as an opportunity to do a favor for Burisma while getting rid of the guy with a plausible cover that everyone wanted gone anyways. <sighs> so, that's just... Hunter Biden and Joe. Now let's discuss strictly Hunter and the whole deal thing. Now that we know all of this and the money changing hands and the five million to one Biden and the five million to another. So let's break down the plea deal. The proposed plea deal involved Hunter, Hunter Biden pleading guilty to two misdemeanor tax counts, a willful failure to pay federal income tax on the five million he got, right? and entering a diversion program. Diversion programs are drug rehabilitation programs um, given to people. I, I know a few, uh, I know a pharmacist, I know two doctors and a nurse who have been put into diversion programs because they were caught being on narcotics or opioids on the job and they've shown some kind of contrition, some spirit of repentance and you know they're like well i have a family i have this i have back pain this is what happened hunter biden was smoking crack on several videos on his laptop 
why he was given this diversion program option, I don't know. It's It was very nice. <laughs> but the diversion program is given in lieu of, instead of, him pleading guilty to a felony gun charge. Now, sandwiched in this deal that the judge did not see, that the defense, Hunter Biden's lawyer, was trying to push for it to be signed off, stamped, solidified as done, was this little segment that said he goes through the diversion program, he handles the two misdemeanor things, but he will not be held guilty of this gun charge or any other charges. It's, it's like an immunity clause. And thank goodness, U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica, Norica said that she cannot accept the plea deal in its current form. Because she started poking and she started asking questions. She's like, these agreements are not straightforward and they contain atypical provisions. Meaning that if she were to agree for it, then the whole bulk of the deal, including where he would be exempt from double jeopardy, from being, from having those charges pursued for the felony gun charge. He got a gun while having a drug history background. That that can't be touched. And any issues that were included in this time frame of his wrongdoing and IRS issues can't be touched either. This was an amazing deal, really. And the judge said no. This is when it hit the snag. So the judge asked the federal prosecutor, Leo Weiss, whether there was an ongoing criminal investigation into Hunter. There is, Weiss reported, and he couldn't give any further details. That ongoing investigation was to keep the deals, the, the details, wrapped up. If there's an ongoing investigation into something that you did while you're in court, those details are sealed until the court case is over. I believe, and many other people believe, that they were expecting for the minute this plea deal was agreed to, that that investigation would be closed and they would have said, there's nothing to see here. Ain't that some shit? That is so sneaky. Because they can't talk about it. There's this quote-unquote Chinese wall, right? You can't discuss information that is beyond your purview. Sneaky. <laughs> sneaky as hell. And it's smart, but it's sneaky, and they got caught. I'm so glad that the judge went through it and was like, I don't agree with this, and I want more information. And if there's an ongoing criminal investigation at this time, I want to wait until it's concluded, so to speak. So the judge then asked if the ongoing criminal investigation could result in the Department of Justice potentially bringing charges related to the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And Wise responded yes. Hunter Biden failed to register as a foreign agent during his back and forths in 2013, 2014, 2015 with China, Ukraine, uh, Kazakhstan. Those are big charges. And not to mention, Joe Biden has been confirmed on several, on 20 calls of being involved with these negotiations that his son fraudulently entered into. 
this is where we are. So the plea deal falls through because they try to sandwich in this sneaky little... <clears throat> I, I keep finding... I, I keep losing what I'm trying to say. It's provision. A sneaky little provision. There we go. So, Hunter had no... No choice but to plea not guilty. And defense attorney for Biden said that he believed the plea deal had closed the possibility on any additional charges that would be brought. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Clark, for admitting to that. So the attorneys don't want to deal with it. The judge is like, I'm not taking this, you know, sent, give me something better because this deal's not going to happen. And Hunter Biden reportedly hired new attorneys who specialize in Foreign Agent Registration Act, FARA, and the Foreign Corruption Practices Act cases. All right. So finally, he's getting some people on his side for the crimes he actually did commit. We'll see what happens with this because I don't have much, um, much faith in this investigation that Weiss is holding. Um, I, like I said before, I think it's just smoke and mirrors and it's just there to draw out like, look, we're doing the work. And then once the plea deal would have gone through, it would have just dissipated, disappeared into thin air. They would have been like, oh, we found nothing. So now let's discuss Devin Archer because Devin Archer just gave a closed door testimony to the House Oversight Committee. Let's rewind. House Oversight Committee. It's a group of people. Uh, I believe it's led by Jim Jordan, but let me double check. I know lots of people's names, but I want to be sure I'm saying this right. Yes, Jim Jordan is an American politician who served as the ranking member of the House Oversight Committee. Okay. So he is involved with making sure that Let's see. He's a ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Got it. Da, 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 da. Sorry. I, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. He is leading a congressional probe where a witness claimed that Hunter Biden sought to create an illusion of access to his father. So he is the one investigating this outside of Weiss. Weiss is handling the invest, uh, different investigation and Jim Jordan is part of the House Oversight Committee where they're trying to ensure that the Department of Justice is doing what they're supposed to be doing. So Devin Archer gave his testimony to Jim Jordan's group, the House Oversight Committee, on July 31st, 2023. Devin Archer, remember, he was one of Hunter Biden's friends who made, uh, not China BHR, Rosemont Seneca, I believe. I, oh, my notes are all over the place. Yes, Devin Archer was one of his friends. Oh, goodness. All right. <clears throat> okay, yes. So, Rosemont Seneca, uh, Devin Archer is the managing partner of Rosemont Seneca Partners, a private equity firm co founded by Hunter Biden and Christopher Hines in 2009. Hmm. Okay. So what did Devin Archer say or 
He gave a closed-door testimony to the House Oversight Committee, that's Jim Jordan, on the 31st of July, 2023. Archer claimed that Hunter Biden was selling the illusion of access, according to sources with a familiar interview. Archer testified about the president's ties to his son's foreign business dealings, which included more than 20 calls on speakerphone with the business associates. Archer's testimony was the latest development in the Republican-led congressional investigation into the president's son. So Joe Biden says time and time again that he didn't know anything. He wasn't a part of this. You know, this has no reflection on him or his family and that it's all hogwash. Well, now you have one of the founding members of Rosemont Seneca testifying. And you know what's really fucky? Is that the judge ahead of the testimony was already setting up sentencing for Devin Archer. It's supposed to be hearing, trial, testimony, deliberation, sentencing. It's all fucking corrupt. It's all... Jeez. Alright, so a little bit more. As revealed in the newly released transcript of his congressional testimony, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former, former business partner who served with him on Rosemont Seneca and the Burisma Board of Directors. So both. Both companies. I feel like the count on Sesame Street. Two. Two companies. <laughs> Told the House Committee on Oversight or the House Oversight Committee that then Vice President Joe Biden was the brand and that his that his son Hunter sold around the world. He was the brand. You've had other conversations with Hunter Biden. James Mandolfo, the general counsel and chief of investigations for the Committee on Oversight, noted, adding, you are bus his business partner for a long time. Did he ever talk about bringing his dad either to Ukraine or using his dad as vice, as vice president? Ugh. Or using his dad's vice presidency would add value in the eyes of Burisma officials, Mandolfo asked. Yes, Archer answered. And how would that come up, Mandolfo asked. All right, so here's Devin's quote. <clears throat> I just think it's almost, it's pretty obvious obvious if you're you know you're the son of a vice president he would we would not talk specifically about you know he would be he would not be so overt and i think that's you know i think that's another obvious point that he would not say okay we're going to we're you know i'm overtly we're going to use my dad for this but i think he would you know given the brand i think he would look to you know to get leverage from it all right this this guy is irritating me i that that's the whole quote a shit ton of you know he's trying not to say the thing <laughs> so let me simplify this mandolfo was asking and how would it come up that joe biden's vice presidency and link to hide and beat biden hunter biden be used and in short Archer answered that it wouldn't be so obvious, it wouldn't be so overt, but it would be hinted given the brand, given the Biden name, that this is possible. That you link with us, you take Hunter onto your board, 
we start making negotiations, then you can have an effect in the American politics, American culture, American economics, American power structure. That's what I'm getting from this. You guys can disseminate what you will, but ugh. Mandolfo cited a note from Hunter Biden to Archer dated April 22nd, 2014. Here's the note. <coughs> Essential. Oh. Why would he? Mm. He cited a note from Hunter Biden to Archer. And it's and the quote from Mandolfo is essentially Hunter Biden copies and pastes what appears to be a quote from his father's speech while Vice President Biden was in Ukraine. Mandolfo noted then, you then respond, wow, we need to make sure this ragtag temporary government in the Ukraine understands the value of Burisma to its very existence. Hunter Biden then said, you should send to Vadim. And who is Vadim again? Goodness. All right, just let me go back over and understand this whole setting here. So the note was, you should send to Vadim. And then who is Vadim? Vadim was the president at the time, the head of Burisma. And Archer was saying, we need to make sure this ragtag temporary government in the Ukraine understands the value of Burisma, the value of having access to an American vice president. All right, so Mandolfo continued, says it, ma it makes it look like we're adding value. And he inquires, would you agree with me that it isn't legal advice that's adding value here that Hunter Biden is giving? The value add that Hunter Biden brings to Burisma is Vice President Biden, Mandolfo suggested. And Archer concludes or agrees that the value Hunter Biden brought to it was having, you know, there was the theoretical was, oh God, this guy says, you know, so many times, but here, okay, full quote. The value that Hunter Biden brought to it was having, you know, there was, the theoretical was corporate government, but obviously given the brand, that was a large part of the value. I don't think it was the sole value, but I do but I do think it was a component of the value. Well, there it is. Again and again, it's access, it's who you know, especially in big corporations, who are you going to call and if they're going to pick up the phone. That's how you move things. Like saying, "I know Leonardo DiCaprio." and I call him up and he answers, then you think I have influence on him, right? You're trying to sell me something and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know someone in this area who has huge influence who could market it to everyone. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. All right. <clears throat> Mandolfo continues to ask. He says, you keep saying the brand, but by brand, you mean the Biden family, correct? Archer answers, correct. So this goes, this continues on. Mandolfo's trying to get like pinpoint answers, specific answers. He asks, when you say Biden family, you aren't talking about Dr. Jill or anybody else. You're talking about Joe Biden. Is that fair to say? 
And Archer says, yes, that's fair to say. Obviously, that brought most value to the brand. <laughs> I'm about to start calling myself the brand. Yes, I'm marketing the brand. <laughs> oh. And that's it. That That's the whole value of the negotiations is saying, I have ties to my dad and we're really close and you give us money and we'll give you influence in America. Textbook corruption. This is where we are. So uh, nothing has developed yet. The plea deal is out the window. Hunter Biden pled not guilty. We have all these facts, all these ties, and now we have Devin Archer who turned against him. We'll see who else comes forward. Um, not many people are willing to, unfortunately. I need to create a list of notes on the whistleblowers who wanted to speak against Biden and were silenced. It's really hard to find that shit. It's, it's, it's trying to find um, all those pictures of Michelle Obama as a man. I don't know if you guys tried to look, but they used to be everywhere of her playing football or someone who looked like her playing football. Even if it was a joke, even if it was a meme, it's gone. Scrubbed from the internet. So we live in some wild times where what you read might not be the whole picture. What you're seeing on TV might not be the whole thing. And it's hard to dig down, but I've said this before on other episodes the truth eventually comes out nothing stays hidden for long and people get what they get so that's all for now I know I keep pushing out the the Clinton episode <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest my head is spinning with all this new stuff developing oh I do want to go over the Trump indictments because that's important and the timing of all this is important. So we have this Hunter Biden fiasco, Joe and the White House denying it, and now we also have Trump being indicted for several things. And in L.A., in D.C., and uh, I forgot where else. But he, he's fighting like three different cases in three different areas. Wild. So yeah. Well, this was... Ain't that some shit with Emma? It was a pleasure. I hope that helped. If not, leave comments. I'll go dive more into some things, whatever you're interested in. And um, it, if you're on the Northern Hemisphere, it's summer. Get some vitamin D. Get out there. Enjoy the world outside of the craziness, outside of the talking heads. Do it for yourself. Take some time. And I'm, I'm not one for, like, propagating all the self-care bullshit. But I do believe a, a nice 15-minute walk amongst trees is good for anyone. <laughs> Alright, that's all I got for this episode. <clears throat> Again, this was Emma. This was, uh, Ain't That Some Shit? Over and out. Hey, this is Sarah from Comics Podcast. If you're enjoying our content, be sure to hit the like and subscribe button. Also, be sure to hit the notification bell to stay up to date with all of our upcoming content.